Thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal Show, brought to you by ebodyboarding.com and Tribe Boards. Well, hey folks, Jay Real here with The Real Deal Show, and I have a legend, the legend himself, Pierre-Louis Costas. How are you, Pierre? I'm good, thank you. Good, so we're on thank location you. at El Agujero, which is an amazing spot here on Gran Canaria just a stone's throw away from El Fronton and Pierre is the defending champion of this event. You won this event last year, right? Yeah, 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 you're correct. Um, let's see, yeah, I was super happy last year to win the event. It was a very emotional win for me uh, after like, you know, a couple strange years with the pandemic. So yeah, it was good, it was good. And uh, yeah, let's see, this year, I mean, uh, the level is so high that it's going to be very difficult, but yes. ready for the challenge. Well, we look forward to seeing how you do. By the time I put this on the air, we'll already know who won. Yeah. Hopefully it's you. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully for you. I'll say that to Jeff Hubbard. I'll say that to everybody yeah. that I interviewed. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, just <laughs> kidding. So let's, let's talk about something different, though. Your career has been so long. How many years now have you been competing as a professional bodyboarder? Well, as a professional bodyboarder, um, my first event was um, the Sintra Pro when I was 14 years old. So that was back in 2004. Wow. And then I did a few events. I did Sintra again in 2015 because that was the only event we had uh, in Europe. Okay. And I would say seven, when I was 17 was my first year on tour. Like wow. Tour, yeah. Okay. So a long time as a pro bodyboarder at a very high level of riding, which is absolutely amazing to me. I think one of my questions here is how do you stay so fit and so on top of your bodyboarding game? What do you do to keep yourself at a top level of riding? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, 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 started, I've started bodyboarding like a long time ago, you know? Yep. And uh, I was very like inspired by, um, by a lot of the guys like Hardy and Jeff and GT. So. I had, I had like, I had like uh, a reference, yep. and from a very young age, I wanted to like uh, imitate them. So I would say that, um, yeah, I put my body uh, at risk at a very young age. Yes, you know, and uh, as soon as I turned thirty, I started, I, start, I started to feel all those impact, all those wow, work, all those years of bodyboarding. Okay, and I really think that is because I started very early. Yes. You know, to put myself in that situation. Right. When I filmed before, back in the day, it was a little bit like, like people were like constructing the sport, you know? Yes. Until guys like Jeff started to like fully push the limits. And um, so, yeah, I mean, stay fit. I mean, first of all, being flexible is something that really helped me. Okay. You know, that's something that came, came, came to me naturally and that helped me uh, to avoid injuries. Yeah. And I felt that was kind of enough. Yeah, you know, like I was doing some back, background, background training, but um, maybe not as much as, as I should. Okay. You know, but now, now that I had some injury like the last few years, especially on my shoulders. Yes. Um, and like I said, like I'm starting to feel like all. I knew what that day will come. You know. Yeah. I will feel like oof. Yeah, you didn't you think go. it would be there so you young though. No, like I was, I was like, literally like. I really didn't care about my body for yeah. so many years. Like, but eventually, you know, you know, you know, no one's super, superhuman, and preparation is super important. And bodyboarding is becoming so professional that I think we're going to see more and more athletes, and have some, you know, have some references, you know, like 
I really train hard to like to be at the top of the game. Yes. And yeah, that's super important. I think like to avoid injury. So I would say that when I see guys like Jeff at 48 years old still doing what he does, yep. I feel like I feel like okay, I had a long career. I had I'm fit, but it seems like there's still like room to go. Absolutely. And that inspires me. You know, that inspires me so much. Like a guy like Amori, like he's almost close to his 40, and he's like maybe at the fittest he's ever been, and that's really inspiring because right now yeah like it's painful I have to admit it's painful bodybuilding is yeah. painful and I, I have to make choices yes I didn't have to do it back in the day well the sport is very different now than it was during my days on the world tour we didn't do so many aerial maneuvers but your signature maneuver is the backflip everyone yeah. knows you for that yeah and that is not easy on the body you land super hard and in fact in this event two years ago you took a pretty heavy injury talk about that yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah, you're, like, you're correct, you know, like, I think in most extreme sports, you know, uh, you see more and more people being injured because they want to push the limits. Yep. You know, and bodybuilding, that's a prime example, like, we were, like, I was inspired by this, you know, like, the Australian generation came, the Hawaiian, the people from the States, people from South Africa, and, yeah, I was trying to make a mix out of all the people that I really, like, enjoy watch, right, and... That, may, that, that, that meant that I really had to put my body into a situation that you know, the human body tolerates yes. a little bit, you know, like, yeah, and <laughs> the backflip was something that I really worked on in order to really win events, because I really thought, like, after starting the tour, that I had to do something that would, like, do a, like, a difference between the other riders and something that would kind of become my weapon, something that I would do when I need it and I would become really consistent at it. And I really had, like, a... A way of doing it yeah but for me that that was a perfect backflip and i worked really hard on it trying to do it on left on right and yeah that, that became my signature move like without really me wanting yes to, but it, it did and I, I have to admit my the backflips helped me like definitely win many 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 events may, helped me win world titles and um yeah and like it's a very painful move yeah it's the only move you land like backwards you know and the landing beca can become very 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 demanding and when you cross yes. your legs your knees get into a situation like when at the landing if you don't really split your legs that they become in a very 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 uh tough situation yeah not and natural it's you're not crossing natural. your legs landing from eight yeah, feet in the you air go like this you know on the impact i see some food in slow motion they go like that oh, like man. you show that to feed you yeah it's side your knees are yeah. taking like torquing sideways exactly. it's not good exactly so when you watch when i show what i was doing to physio like 10 years maybe 15 years after starting my career it was like okay we need to work yeah okay we need to work and yeah so it's uh two years ago at front on um yeah so i did a big air forward on the left and i landed like in the flat which is kind of guaranteed like hard landing oh yeah really difficult landing sure and um yeah, so what happened is I hit really hard. My shoulder kind of kind of got a little bit dislocated. And as I tried to put it back, landing it, because I really wanted to land the move, I think that my elbow hit my rib. And that was everything uh, happening at the same time as I was doing the landing. So it was a mix of, you know, it was, it was basically like falling, like you see the footage, it's like falling from like maybe at least 10 foot 10 foot into like three meters in the air yeah like imagine like from like a th second floor house like jumping into like concrete you're like it's not good for your body oh my god and yeah that, yeah uh, 
that was painful and uh, eventually like, I went to the hospital and um, and I had to yeah I had to pull out of the event. So did you you had a dislocated shoulder yeah, and, and a broken rib yeah. and a broken rib. Yeah. How long did it take for you to heal from um, those injuries? It took me six. It took me eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks so months. no surf for eight weeks. After four weeks, I went back in the water trying like to read waves. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's really hard for me to be out of the water. Yeah, I understand so, that. After four weeks, yeah, I was just like reading waves. <laughs> I totally under. I. I, uh, I think I fractured a rib about a month ago yeah, and no I way. tried to surf three days later. Didn't work, I waited two weeks and now I'm surfing but with pills, you know, oh. painkillers, yeah, like yeah. Advil, not, yeah. not crazy painkillers, folks, so don't take drugs. <laughs> um, so I understand that injury. It's a very difficult injury, especially the ribs, there's because you, can do. you breathe, it hurts just to breathe or sneeze breathe, or laugh. laugh. sneeze, and there's nothing yeah. you can do. Okay, so let's backpedal <laughs> your, your signature move, the backflip. Yeah. Do you have a tip yeah. for our watchers and listeners how to pull a backflip? If I have, I have, yeah, I have been... What's the, what's the tip? We all want to know how to do a backflip well, like, like all, PLC. Yeah, like all the moves, speeds, good bottom turn, good timing. It's the key for most of the moves anyway. Okay. And then um, I would say keep your back straight. Okay. Yeah. Like really, like try to keep your legs close to, together. I really think it helps the movement. But I think like the idea for me when I was like really trying to go for a backflip instead of an IRS, and I had I, I had I was trying a little bit more left, which was strange because I was always more confident doing IRS than left. But then what I was trying to do is like hit it, keep my back straight, and in my mind I always try to imagine myself watching like the barrel. Yeah. You know I mean the curl. Okay, yeah, underneath so of you. Hitting it exactly underneath of me. So I would think my head is in the right position, and if my head is in the right position, my body will follow. Interesting. You know. So okay. The, the body follows the head. Isn't it possible not to? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Is it, you throw your head back. Yeah. It's it's almost like you're doing a rollo, and exactly. when you're upside down, throw your head back and cross your legs. Exactly. So it's, when you do for an IRS, it's because your head is going or is already going further than the roll movement. Yes. But if you're going for a backflip because you kept your back straight and you really try to look under and not try to see that, that, that the barrel and it works. Interesting. So the ARS is different because you're yeah. turning your upper, your head yeah. and you're rotating your board slightly. Exactly. So but a little different. Subtle. Yeah. Go for an ARS. Got it. Okay. So there's the backflip tip from the master and of practice, the backflip. And practice, and practice, and practice. PLC. Yeah, so I know you've been asked every question. We've seen your life history in your movie. Yeah. And your movie, is it on YouTube or Vimeo or anything it's, now? Um, it's on Movement TV platform, but it, I'm going to make it available really soon. Okay. Yeah, so, for everyone to see it on YouTube. So I went to a premiere for your movie nice. three years ago when it first yes. came out, I think. Yeah. It was great, amazing about your you know, your young life in Morocco and then France, and now you live in Portugal. Yes. You're married I to do. Root, yes. who's a model. Is yes. she still modeling? Uh, it's at the moment, like uh, after like my kid was born, like we had, that was a little bit on hold. And now we working on camps together, bodybuilding camps together. Excellent. Yeah. And you were modeling too. I've seen some modeling uh, really pictures of you. Career, yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some yeah. great, great modeling shots. World. Okay, I understand. So I do enjoy it. it keeps you out of the water if you're modeling, right? Because it's yeah, a full I mean, it's day, a probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of different <laughs> life, you and Root, you have a son now, Benjamin, yeah. right? Yeah. And how old is Benjamin? Uh, he's five years old now. 
And you're getting him in the water, I'm yeah. sure of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, even, even, I won't force him to become anything, you know, in, in the ocean, but eventually, like, I'll see myself not stopping. So he probably will want to see what his dad is doing and his, and his mom, and I will definitely encourage him to spend as much time as the ocean because I think it's one of the greatest, one of the greatest things in the world. So. Well, we all feel the same. Obviously, all our listeners and watchers feel the same too. Where in Portugal do you guys live? Uh, we live uh, in Casta de Caparica. It's near Lisbon. Yeah. It's like uh, there's a really famous wedge uh, there. And uh, yeah, it's really close to Lisbon, close to like all the good setup at Ericeira, Peniche, Nazareth. Yeah, it's a good beach break there with uh, rock yeah. jetties, as yeah, we exactly, call them in the yeah. United States. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's the first place I ever surfed in oh, no Portugal way. in 1992. I was with Mike Epic. and Paul Roach and yeah, we paddled yeah. out there and a fun beach break. But like you say, yeah. centrally located. Centrally located, yeah. yeah. And you have Carcovelos not too far. Not too far, when the wind is, Yeah, so a lot of options there. Um, so it's it's you and Root and Benjamin, you're running a, a, a bodyboarding school. Is Camps. that correct? Yeah. Camps. Camps, yeah. So how does that work? Is it only in the summer or is it all year long? No, I mean, it works. The, the good thing about so it's it's based in Portugal at home. And uh, the good part about Portugal is there are waves all year. Yeah. All year. So uh, I started to do it uh, before summer and then after summer. So spring and fall only. But now I'm having demands for people like that want to come in the winter and people that want to go in summer because the thing is it's open for all levels. Okay. You mean? So I have people that want to come to learn volleyball. Yep. So summer is perfect. And I have other people that are already know how to surf. They are here to get good waves. So I would suggest them to come for like a, like during the, during spring or fall or even during the winter if they really want to get good waves. Okay. So there's no. It's like open all year. It's I have a schedule based on on the world tour and all the um, engagement I have with sponsors and. And do you have a website? I can put a link at the top of the screen for yeah, those of you yeah, watching on website. YouTube. And what is it? Costcamps.com. Okay, C-O-S-T-E-S-Camps.com. I'll put a link yeah. at the top of the screen there. So if you're in Europe or Perfect. visiting Europe, you can check it out. Exactly. Pierre speaks how many languages? So he can accommodate you. Yes. How many languages do you speak? Four. four, four how yeah. do you speak four languages? So I'm French. Yes. Um, then I learn English at school. Then I learn English traveling and... You know, English is the language of the world. So Lingua franca, as yeah. we call it. Yep. Okay, perfect. And then I have Spanish at school, but think it's still like Spanish and English. I I got the basics at school, but I be, it's because I, I travel. Like okay. I spent, spent three months in Australia. Yeah, That's where oh, okay. I got my English from. And got then it. Traveling, traveling, speaking to a lot of people, and then and then I moved to Portugal. So I learned in, back in 2011, and I had some little notion. But then, yeah, I just like started to speak like only Portuguese, and uh, now I can say I can speak fluently Portuguese. It's amazing yeah. to me that you can learn a language. Some people just have the ability to pick up a language yeah. just from hearing it and using it on a daily basis, and other people don't. So, my hat is off to you for being you. so fluent in so many languages. I mean, I mean it has to, it has to do a lot with. Um, my, if I have an advice to say is. If you want to learn another language, um, don't be shy. Okay. You know, don't be shy. Like, I think that I feel people sometimes feel shy to try to speak. Yes. Because they feel like, yeah, they feel shy. They feel like you might make fun of that person. 
and I had the completely opposite feeling. I used to love speaking, even though that I was completely, I was speaking bad. <laughs> I knew I knew I was making so many mistakes, and I think guys were laughing, and that would, that would make me even want to try it. Even sure, more. You know I mean? awesome. Let's go for it. And the person likes it. Yeah. You know, you try to speak the, uh, Spanish to this person that speaks Spanish. He he like it. He'd of course. Appreciate that. So. I think you I agree I think traveling yeah I think traveling it's it's just good um, courtesy to yeah. try to speak the language yeah. of the country that you're in that's just yeah. common courtesy yeah. you know most people know some English but when I'm in another country I try to as best I can to speak that other language so that's I think it's important so here's a random question yeah. unrelated to anything else we've said what is your favorite thing to eat you have a favorite uh, food? Yeah, I go through phases, but at the moment I really enjoy sushi. Sushi, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. seems to be a common theme with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sushi, okay. So you eat pretty healthy, would you say? Yeah, I would say that I don't, I'm not, um, I eat healthy, yeah. but I'm not like crazy about it. Okay, so once in a while you'll have pizza or... Oh yeah, for sure. A burger or something burger, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like it. Like, uh, and I have I love sweets. So oh yeah, yeah. It's hard not to finish a meal with a sweet. I'm with you. But <laughs> in, generally speaking, I'm think I'm pretty healthy. Well, that's good. It's yeah. obvious in how fit you are and how you know yeah. solid your bodyboarding is. Yeah, so yeah. good for you. So my last question for you, Pierre, is future for you for bodyboarding. Yeah. How much longer will you compete at this level? And when that is finally finished, what do you think you'll do? Yeah, it's a very, very good question. Um, I've been thinking a lot the last year about it, especially with the pandemic when everything stopped. Yep. And you just kind of think and think and think. Like So that's like a retirement preview. And that's kind of one of the reasons like, I opened the camps because I, I feel that um, that was kind of what I like to do. Yeah. I like to share experience. I like to be with people and I like to give them joy through bodyboarding. So I felt like so far I found something I really enjoyed that I could do outside competition. I do I do it now like um, at the same time, but it could become something I only do and bring my family into it and maybe bring my son one day. But let's see. And uh, at the moment, as I, I go through phases, like it's very hard to keep like uh, competing um, for so long. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm when I say I started the tour at 17, like I I went to Australia when I was 15 to Australia National. Uh, when I was 16, I, I did a few events. But I, I, I compete since I'm 12. Wow. You know, I have so many heats, so many... It gets, it gets kind of really tiring, to be honest. Sure. Like, and so my career is already long. Even though I'm kind of young, it's, it's already been so long. Yes. You know, that I, I had I had moments that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Yes. And then you compete, and then and then you're like, you lose. And then you're like, that's, I think I'm done. I mean, I'm not going to perform again and you see the other guys coming and you're like I can't keep up with them and if I do then I'm I'm more selfish to my family so it's it, like I used to don't think about that at all yeah until I, until, I'll, until I was a father and until I saw how consuming it gets but um, now to answer your question I'm the right now my idea is to find a balance where bodyboarding competing it's is healthy it's something that like is in my mind that I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I have kind of something to do. That I'm, I'm, I stay healthy. I go train. I tr still try to perform, or at least to maintain, you know, like a good level of riding to be able to perform to the events I go. So yeah, I mean, you're asking me that question, but I, 
they mean it's so complex. Yes, you mean, I know. Will I ever stop, or maybe it's healthy to like don't go to all the events? And I see guys like Jeff. Like for me, it's like you know the case later of bodybuilding. You know, yeah. because it's not about I think it's not about number. It's about how long you can perform in through so many different generations. Yeah, right. And he hasn't won an event for like a while. Like we had a chat, and he just wants you know an event South Africa against. The South African, like Tristan and Ian, and I look at that like, what? That's inspiring. <laughs> it's inspiring, sure. You know, I mean, of course. So why, if I, if I'm, I think he's a perfect example of how he maintains so many years, like at a high level, and still being healthy and still being happy to be at the event. So, yeah, my idea is try to, yeah, try to be happy every time, everywhere I compete. Yeah. Don't like to be there like 100% not thinking that should be somewhere else so yeah so you're fine trying to find a balance I'm trying to find a balance between my my family trying my physical abilities yeah. and yeah and you know it's hard it's hard yeah. but um, I would say that I love to compete I love bodyboarding so I'm gonna try to be there as much as possible are you in the water every day still no I'm not in the water every day I, I wish like I need I'm a yeah. better person when I go in the water that's for yeah. sure yeah but I, I try to go three or four times a week. Okay. Yeah, I would say on average. Okay. Yeah. So your daily schedule normally you wake up pretty early uh, and train. On the waves. Like, yeah, it depends have, on the waves. Yeah, depends on the waves. Find a good balance with my wife, but like a perfect day would be bring my son to school. Yeah. Go for a surf, then go for lunch, work on something in the house, potentially go for another surf, then go pick my son to school, go to the park, go play, go surf, whatever, and then have a nice, you know, like family day. That's a perfect day, but. You know, sometimes it's pumping all day, and sometimes it's terrible for three days, and I mean... It changes. But it's, uh, yeah, it's good. And then with the camps now, it's good. Like, sometimes I have a, like, I bring my son to school, then I work all day with the people, and... Uh, all right. Yeah. Good. Well, I can bring him too, which is cool. Well, that's... And to see me. Fantastic. Trying to find that work-life family balance yeah. is what uh, Pierre is all about. And pronounce your name for us, because a lot of people mispronounce your name. How okay. do you my say My name is Pierre Louis Costas. Okay. Okay. Two syllables on Costas. Yeah, when you get the S in French is silent. Okay. So you say Cost, it's fine. Because my legal name is Lewis. L O U I S. Same. Okay, yes. nice. Nobody yeah. knows that. But in French, it, they are silent. <laughs> yes. So it's just Pierre Louis Costas. Louis Costas. So yes. we got it. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate right. it. Thank you so it's much. It's a Jake. pleasure, and I pleasure wish you the you. best for your future for this event, defending yep. your title yep. of this event. And uh, we look forward to seeing what you can do with your bodyboard career and that family life competition balance. Thank you so much. All right. So that's it for this episode of The Real Deal Show. If you enjoyed that, uh, subscribe on our YouTube channel. Give us the thumbs up if you listen on the podcast. Thanks for listening. And, uh, folks, we'll see you next time. And as always, we'll see you in the surf. Epic. (laughs) Epic.